Not gonna lie, the metronome actually gives you like a good uh, a good uh, headbang rhythm. Yeah, I suppose. What's up, guys? Thanks Hello. for joining in. Welcome back to the podcast, Marcus, Anthony, and Jay from Places Unknown. Yep. Joins us. We're in we're in a marsh, I think. Right? Is that what's going on here? I'm a swamp. Oh, <laughs> yes. Our, our seaside, I, uh, uh, I went to the Everglades. Studio. Two, I went to the Everglades in Florida two weeks ago. I decided to bring them back with me and put them in our basement. I see that. Yes. So it's constantly moist and humid. Yep. Not so much humid though. It's kind of chilly. But it with that being silly. said, enough of the pleasantries. We have work to do. Heavy metal over a six-pack. These are live shows you need to know about nationally and locally. All right. So to, to, to start today's podcast, that was hard. Wow. Words. <laughs> Words. Words. Talk radio. Terrible. Um, if, the, if it would please the gentleman, I would actually like to start with yet another live music report because there's been some fun fun stuff that I, I've, fun. Uh, I've picked up. So let's start local. I'm going to start with Across the Pond. Not necessarily local. Not local to us anyway, but, you know, a little underground action. England, June 29th. This is at the venue The Old Crown that's in Sheffield. It's a stray valley. The gentleman that we uh, actually spoke with the email, recall the remains. Day Shifter, Take Refuge, Dominion of Ashes, and I'm going to probably mispronounce this, Les Meniers. I must say, they have like the coolest name for venues and like bars out there. You know what? I've like been, the Crown? Like how cool is that? Yeah, I've been, I've been looking at this. We have like the like, fuck parking partners we're, and we're in, like, the other New, side. Yeah, like, yeah, what like, is this? New England sucks compared to they Old just, England. They like, just took words out of a random book. So that's gonna be sad. That's gonna be on uh, June 29th, guys. Uh, recall the remains. Awesome dudes. Awesome dudes. Now, here in New England, this is a national event. This isn't an underground event. The uh, <clears throat> uh, famous or infamous, if you will, Static X reunion tribute show, featuring Static X, Devil Driver, and Dope. Now also features Wednesday 13 and Raven Black. Yes. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So a show that I actually already thought was fucking cool just got like way fucking cool. Way. So way, way. that's actually happening on Saturday, July 6th. So it's going to be like 4th of July on a Thursday. A little hangover action on Friday. Wake up and like go to like Aesthetic X show with like Raven Black, Pretty Wednesday cool. 19, <laughs> Dope and Devil Driver. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. That's at the Palladium. Tickets are getting, like, low, too. Of course. You can't can't beat the Palladium, man. That's the the Palladium in Worcester, Mass. I'm pretty sure they're playing in many other cities. Yeah, there's Uh, a a bunch of them. You guys can Google it. Because you know what? This is a DIY program. (laughs) Last week, I talked about shows from all over the place. 
and I and there was only like one that was coming to New England. Now I'm talking about New England. July 6, Saturday, July 6. Clear your calendars. We're all going to Static X and Raven Black, and it's going to be awesome. And then my last one, I'm going to go back across the pond. Our friends in uh, Tormenta are headlining a festival, Heaps of Metal. It's a two-day fest. Tormenta's actually headlining the Sunday, June 9th. Uh, playing along with acts at, such as Hell's Gazelles, huh. Line of Fire, Master Charger, The Dark Horse, and The Black Tree Vultures. Black Tree Vultures. I wish I was in England. Right? Or could get there easily. Either or. One of the two. They seem like they have fun festivals. And I want to go. Plus metal for days. That's all that matters. That's it. That's Marcus's live music report. Headline. God damn it. Heavy metal headlines. For uh, headlines <laughs> that are round two of this, uh, I got a small one to start. Um, we know that the new Godzilla movie is coming out. And it looks fucking fantastic. Yes. Godzilla 207. Close. King of the Monsters. Um, well, the soundtrack is going to be released uh, May 24th, because the movie itself arrives uh, May 31st. Um, so on said uh, soundtrack, um, we know System of a Down is still up in the air with whatever music they may or may not produce, but Serge Tankian um, has teamed up with the film-slash-television composer Bear McGreary, and his voice, uh, Serge's voice can be heard on the dramatic cover of Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla for the new movie. Um, aside from Tanky and being in it, it has uh, Japanese taiko drumming, an orchestra, a battle chanting choir, as well as Testament's Gene Hogan on drums and Brendan Small of Death Clock. That is quite the group of individuals. That is a, a super group. It's a pretty cool cover. And uh, they don't uh, lie about the dramatic cover. Jay, I figured you would like this one as well, because I know you like Surge. It's a good thing. Well, uh, the, in, the, in, the, in the uh, the link, they'll have the actual song and the trailer to the movie as well. So. He's doing coffee too, I think, right now. Probably. All right, so from news around the world. So let me let me ask you, gentlemen. Unless you're a flat earth person, then it's just the top of it. From your news on this side of the flat, I, I, I don't know how to describe that. So if you were to, uh, if you were to declare a city anywhere in the world, a heavy metal city, where would you think we would be headed? Where in the world is a city? No, like, where, where in the world would be considered a heavy metal city? Now, in uh, America or in the, in the world? Anywhere. Well, probably some, I don't know if Sweden has yeah, cities. Yeah, something, something in Sweden. Something yeah, in Sweden. someplace <laughs> in, in Germany, someplace in... And I think uh, either Africa or Brazil, they're, the they're, Netherlands. Com they're, they're coming up on the... Uh, Africa's got a heavy metal city. They do. Wow. Oh. The little South tiny America. places. Yeah, I saw South, like a South very terrifying Brazil, yeah. video of uh, Indian metal. Like that was kind of that was. Mike kinda... Pat 
Mike Patton is revered as a god down in South America. Well, that makes sense. Okay, okay. What if I told you that the city council of one Montreal, which I think is officially in Quebec, Montreal, Quebec, or Montreal, Canada, whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's my geography lesson for the day. The city council from Montreal has declared Montreal a heavy metal city. Canada? Uh, Montreal, Canada. Huh. Interesting. Declared by the city council. Wow. I'll, I will read verbatim. I stole this story off. I didn't steal. I borrowed the story off of WAAF.com. We'll <laughs> our local, uh, our local for closest thing we have to a rock radio station in Massachusetts. While alt rock favorites, Arcade Fire might be Montreal's best known musical export at the moment, city leaders seem to want their bands to play a little louder than that. City Council has officially declared Montreal to be a heavy metal city. The measure was introduced by councillor and resident headbanger Craig Suave, who cited bands like Cryptopsy, Despised Icon, and Necrotic Mutation as some of his favorites. Necrotic Mutation? That's a fucking killer. That's something you go to the doctor That's for. not something you usually see a councilman like <laughs> no. throwing out there. Truth sure gave it to a few people, though. Outsiders may not realize that Montreal is home to a large number of heavy metal bands. The culture is so ingrained in the city that members of the opposition party even jumped on board. Quote, honestly, there's no fight to have about the fact that heavy metal is part of us, Councillor Benoit Langevin told Global News Canada. Hey. Montreal is even home to its own metal festival called Heavy Montreal. I've heard of that. This year's headliners include Slayer, Ghost, and Anthrax. If you're a metalhead and looking for a summer road trip, the festival will be held July like 27th like and 28th. Other. Get more details on the website that I'm going to link to. Hmm. Montreal, Canada, baby. All about the metal. What do they have? My Flyleaf? Nickelback? Canadians? Like Canadians in general. I'm just running through my <laughs> Canadian bands. Um, what are they called? Dozen for Crutch? Canadian? <clears throat> really? I didn't yep. know that one. He's Canadian, eh? Well, it's good, it's good to know that there are still cities out there that will that will declare themselves. Because, like, like Worcester, Mass used to be, like, the, like a home of heavy metal. Really? But like, you know what? I call bullshit on that. Because how many shows have I run in Worcester, Massachusetts? Eh, okay, I'm not going to go off on you guys. I love you guys. Fans are, fans are good. We had, we had two. We well, well, yeah, if you count. We did it. Let's do the roughs. <coughs> no, like we ran two. Oh, yeah, that's true. We did put yeah. it every twice. Yeah. <coughs> My mind is just right. not responsive. I forgive you. Not someone does. So thank you, Montreal, for, for <coughs> spreading the metal. Mucho gracias, por favor. Hey. Booyah. Don't you know? my story so this is the most uh i, I think we've i've covered uh, i think this would be part three of the slipknot uh chris fenn situation <clears throat> so this is from loudwire as of two days ago the 23rd maple um slipknot manager claims chris fenn was a hired gun so Robert Shore, the music manager who has worked with Slipknot, is claiming that Chris Fenn was never a member in regards to the business dealings of Slipknot, instead working as a hired gun for the nine-piece band. Uh, Fenn, obviously, as we know, is accused Slipknot of withholding money from his towing fees, merch sales, demanding complete forensic accounting into Slipknot's various companies. Um, 
So, the legal affidavit, that's how you say that? Some of that. Uh, Rob Shore, sure. Mm-hmm. An associate incorporated was obtained by Rockfield, describing Fent's apparent role in Slipknot. Despite joining the band in 1989, I'm sorry, 1998, <clears throat> just one year after Corey Taylor, the documents declare Fenn is not a shareholder, owner, or member of the business entity known as Slipknot. Um, so, um, Mr. Fenn performed with Slipknot and received a fee for doing so. He's not a shareholder, owner, or a member of any business as a defendant of his actions. Um... So, Sean and Corey Taylor are the ones named as the controlling owners of Slipknot. And, uh, so now I feel like it's changed a little bit. So, according to the <coughs> attorney, uh, Joseph Dunn, who represents Fenn, um, and this is quote, uh, Fenn thought everybody was being treated equally. My client really is just hoping to figure out a way to work this out with the people he's worked side by side with for the last 20 years. So now he's, I think he's kind of realizing that he's lost and he's kind of like, shit, I just want to, I just want to figure this out so we can go back to, you know. Oh, wait, I just remembered you had <laughs> me sign like 28 documents <laughs> when I joined the band, didn't you? Weird. Um, he also claims that Fenn's employment has not changed since his public dismissal from the group. So. His employment hasn't changed? Yes. I think he's still technically listed now. Oh. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. That's how that's going. This is kind of going. It's kind of puttering along. Making a silly mess. I told you, man. This the list of your defendants to your your you know not defenders. <sighs> he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna hit that brick wall. It's like, dude, you signed that paper. Fuck. No, I didn't. Yep. I was drunk. Or high. Or both. Or both. Uh, this can't, <laughs> that can't not be binding. <laughs> and that's the continuation uh, of that one. Poor guy. You know what happens? You leave Slipknot and you realize you may have fucked up. Or you part of ways with Slipknot, you may have fucked up. How many more stories you got? That's it. it? Uh, we'll do this one quick because I just ran. I just ran into this, so it's interesting. So I'll, I'll say it. So um, raise your hand if you want to go to Woodstock 2019. No, oh, thank you. With that killer lineup that they have. I'm all set. Jay, you want to go to Woodstock? I will pass. Jay, you all you all about the Woodstock, bud? You want to get in on Woodstock? Uh, yeah, I'm all set. Okay, we. <laughs> are you sure? Because That's a unanimous vote. Because weekend packages are starting at a the brisk price of four hundred and fifty dollars, according mm-hmm. to one of the organizers. Mm-hmm. $450 to go hang out in a field that's probably going to get rained on. Yeah. And you're going to be like hanging out in the mud with not enough water and over expensive like lunch and horrible bathroom situations and all the glory that comes with Woodstock. I mean, Mudstock. Mudstock, Woodstock, F Stock, Firefest, whatever you want to call it. So that's a, that's a pretty big change. The original Woodstock, just for fun. Woodstock Music and Arts Fair single day tickets used to be as low as $6.50 and three day passes were 18 bucks that's a dollar fifty dollar fifty 
Different times, man. Different now, times. If you actually calculated with inflation, those three-day passes today would be $120. So they're trying to cash in four times. Are they trying to make up for lost time? I, <laughs> <laughs> like, shoot, we haven't done this in like multiple years. We should just, just try to catch up. And then admission ended up being free for a majority of the 1969 crowd when organizers were overwhelmed by 400,000 people showing oh, up. Yeah, exactly. What are they going to do? Stop them? Chris. They're not going to stop a bunch of hippies, man. And the hippies aren't going to fight them. So it's kind of, right. you know. So oh, don't kid yourself. There are no hippies. Going so, so here's well, the not this one. I mean the original one. So here's the modern day festival areas, era. rather. <clears throat> How, so prices of $450 in 2019 are comparable to the other modern, modern day music festivals with similar marquee names. For example, Coachella three-day festival passes start at $429. And... Bonnaroo three-day passes start at 279 Lollapalooza four-day passes range from 335 for general admission up to $4,200 for platinum VIPs. Cool. Cool. That's cool. Sometimes I like, sometimes I like the underground metal. Yep. I like my 5 to $10 price at the door but just in case just in case you all were wondering the only name that i think i saw was worth a damn on that list was and i say this loosely fever 333 i don't even know them that's why i say i see it <laughs> i say that loosely well that's my news for the day all right i did that so let me Go. Okay. I don't even know how to introduce this. Really, it was just the, the, the conversation last week about how music affects you. Very and, deep conversation. Yeah, it, it got me to thinking, like... Like, it, it just... What instant reactions are like just when you say the name of a band or a, an artist? What kind of emotion it inspires people? Because we discussed the long-term effects. Sure. So, so, so really, I'm interested in in like gut reaction. So I made a list of of artists. No. I didn't use any particular algorithm. I just randomly went down. Right, so we're, do, we're doing like a verbal ink blot, <clears throat> right? So and, and kind of what I want you guys to do is is one word answers. Um, Popsicle like, stick. Ha, one or two. How does this? How does this artist make you feel? Like one word. One, one word answer or just a indifferent. Okay. Okay, one word answer. And, okay. Okay, I see. I see. Uh, like I said, it's a, this is a verbal ink yeah. plot. Well, I wanted to, like, I, I thought about I narrowing it down to, like. So, side note, good, I've bad, always wanted to sit no. down in a psychologist chair and just have to, like, answer the ink blot question and just give them the most ridiculous shit ever. Just to fuck right. with them? It's like, well, I see a mother and a daughter walking through a field. 
but instead of flowers, it's like the face of Pete Rose. And Robert uh, Mablethorpe. With a warlock guitar. I see a pickle wizard. <laughs> Dill. Dill. <laughs> Super Dill. Dilly and pickle wizard. Alright, don't let us digress. Sorry, no. Take over your segment, Jay. Throw your oh, weight around over your phone. Also, this is also interesting. <laughs> the pickle wizard or the other one? <laughs> sure. You want to see, you want to see exactly how far down the rabbit hole we can go? You Jay? want to see my pickle wizard? Oh, yeah, God. now it just got weird. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm more, like I said, I'm curious about your your instant reaction. Alright, so these are going to be artist names? Uh, artist names, band names. Band names, okay. How many, right, do, you have? How, how well, many do you have? Do you have like 100? No, I don't have 100. I probably 98. have like 25. Okay. Alright. All right. So we'll, more, I was more looking to just get an idea. Okay. It was a curiosity. Are you mine. writing these answers down, or are we going to be like put into like some kind of syllabus? I don't know if Picked that's a, a, no, I have, a van in front of my house I, I, at like two o'clock in the morning. That, I that, do have I do have a chart, word? and I'm probably going to make notes Ooh. like Ooh. on in answers I thought were interesting, Ooh. and Ooh. ask you about them. Ooh, Instagram! The you're test gonna, came back, and you were not the father. Instagram, you're going to love seeing this chart if Jay ever takes a picture of it and sends it to us. All right. Yeah, we digress. So, the, the, the first artist I came up with, which will surely inspire some kind of reaction in both of you, um, is Michael Jackson. Oh, you want a one word? Oh, that's hard. Oh, wait, that, I don't know. I take that back. I don't want to use that. That's statement. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen unfortunate it. unfortunate is a uh, let let off the hook like one, consider one words. word that's no. three words uh, <laughs> definitely okay. three words let off the no, that's four what if I put off dash the dash hook I mean, yeah so what you're trying to say is <laughs> fortunate yeah that's a good word for it Fortunate. Okay. Probably so fortunate Anthony. that he probably fortunate that he passed before all the BS came down. So Anthony says uh, unfortunate. You say fortunate. Interesting. Well, maybe see, a I'm, lot of it's going to be based. Uh, see, a lot of it's going to be based off of your opinion of the artist and not their music, which yeah, is part of the thing I was interested <clears throat> in. I see. Which is why I said unfortunate because what? it's unfortunate that's such a. Right, we're, we're such a great musician. And I don't know how far you want to digress on every time we get into this. That's the thing. Like, I can, I personally can separate art from the monster. Right. Like, they, they are completely different. And like, a work of art is. So, so is, Jay, do you want us to stick with the one word, or do you want to kind of us to give it? Well, I, I, well he I'm pride looking on that for one. more like. He pride on that one. One word and how you feel about it. Okay. okay. Right, Less okay. than your your opinion just about a, it. Just a small sentence to kind of feel explain. about it. So I think we did that. So I have to well, show yeah, my work. Like, yeah, yeah, one word, you how you, you can't feel just get about to the it. I can't just get to the answer. Got it. This is like my algebra teacher, like all over again. It's like, I know it's right. Well, it is right. Well, then what the fuck's <laughs> the problem? You have to show me why you got there. No, it's right. 
Every time I write my invoices for work, use the calculator, use the calculator, use the calculator. <laughs> Googled it. What's that? Showing my work. All right. I like ACDC. <sighs> Overrated. My father. Okay, overrated because, like, I, I, you know what? They're good, and I see why they were great, like, in the, like, 70s, 80s, early 90s, like, when they first came out, but it just, it's just tiresome because they're good, but not great. My father, and Jake can uh, attest to this, is the biggest ACDC fan I know. Um, along with the tattoo on his arm, the only tattoo he owns is an ACDC on his arm. But was, this was, man used to play the live ACDC album on his surround sound system at seven to eight o'clock in the morning, <coughs> every weekend. Yeah. That man asked me one time, drunk at a party, if, he could be, a, if yeah. I could just spend a day with him and be his son for a day yep. to listen to ACDC. Mind music. you, I was there. That's that's so. Yeah, was standing yeah, right that's fine. So, <laughs> that's, that's about right. That's that's about right. And my so. To defend my, uh, you know, why I said my father, the fact that, and I, I'll even agree with Marcus's, is the fact that I've listened to so much ACDC because of my father, it's like I'm just done with it. You know what I mean? I can appreciate that. Sorry, ACDC. I mean, I respect fans. them, don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I definitely respect them. It's just, I, I've had enough. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's move on with our lives. Uh, but sorry, ACDC fans. Other Mark, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> What's next, Jay? Close okay. my so eyes. next, Imagine Dragons. Bitches. Okay. Overrated. Um, because they're overrated. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a negative. I mean, that's a negative word, obviously, like to call somebody like flat out bitches. But you know what? They what was the first song they came out with? I don't even remember. It was like so long whoa, ago. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Radio, radioactive. 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 You know what? There was something neat about it, and it was kind of <laughs> groovy, and it was kind of cool. But they they kind of paved the way for like this whole f- like highway of bullshit, just mm-hmm. like fucking traffic jamming into like radio waves. And you know who you just described? You've just described Incubus. Well, calm down. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's, that's your opinion. Thing. That's your opinion. Ima- that no, no. Imagine I don't want to be associated with that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but Imagine Dragons took the exact same, like, trajectory in their, you know, career as Incubus did. So they came out with a first album that was kind of hard. It was kind of weird. It wasn't sounding, hard though, but you know what they were. It was that first album was much harder. I would classify that first album as a rock album. You talking about Incubus? No, no, no. Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Talking about Imagine Dragons. No, I, okay, so know. this is where I think Imagine Dragons went wrong because like they got very big very quickly with this is true. a very small sample. I think they I they think had the opportunity. Right they had the opportunity to do something very unique. They could have been the full visual and audible um sort um the fuck's the word I'm looking for crochet cockroach 
None of those are it. The experience. They could have been the full audible and visual experience because they were they were paving the road when they did that MTV like music award where they had the paint flying like all mm -hmm. over the place. They had the opportunity to be like the the rock version of like Blue Man Group, but still actually put out like legit shit. And they walked away from it and they just went to this pop dog shit that this vanilla plain bull crap that they're that they're they're producing now and that's why they are bitches because somebody came into the room wrote them a big ass check and said oh, that works play my song and i'm not saying i would right. never sell out if somebody walked into the room and paid me a big ass check to play their music i probably would too right. and in which case you would say marcus from heavy metal of a six pack that guy's a bitch <laughs> But it's actually too bad because they actually had the opportunity to be something creative, and I feel like they are just vanilla. They are the vanilla of current pop or music. Or vanilla, like the folder. And like you said, they were closer to rock. I would never say that their first... I wouldn't say their first album was rock, but they were closer to rock, but now they're just flat-out pop. Them, 21 Pilots... Oh, yeah. Like, now they are. You can, you can just intertwine them together, mm -hmm. bunch yeah. of dog shit. I prevail, you know, whatever. <laughs> Still the thorn in the set. Alright, Jay, what's oh, next? Sure. Alright, next, Adele. Talented. Drunk. Really? Yep. Okay, wait, what? Do you want to know the story on this one? Apparently, so, I, don't know, apparently I don't know the No, wait, 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 I need answers again. Drunk. I actually said the talented. I hope it's who I think it is. In my mind, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Jay, let me know when you're ready. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, there was an interview with so, uh, her first album, which was super popular, like all of her really good stuff came out. She's she admitted in an interview that she was completely intoxicated for all of it, for all of the writing process and everything, and it came out great. She sobered up, the newest album came out, it was not anything like it used to be. That's the girl I'm gonna marry. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't mean drunk in a bad way, but that's what my uh, mind goes to ever since I heard that interview. I need to go I need to go record an album. Hold my beer. Mm -hmm, pretty much. But it worked. Didn't it? I need to record this podcast. Oh, Give hey. me another beer. I know, right? I got no beef with it, though. Okay. <laughs> no, I like her. She didn't drop it like it's hot, or she wasn't all about the bass or anything like that. I mean, I'm cool. I just I just recently saw this video where they uh, had this contest you go to they had all these women there for a contest uh, an Adele singing contest and they put some they, they put like uh, prosthetics and stuff on Adele to make her look different huh. and they had her compete uh, alongside didn't these she other lose? women I hope I'm not being stupid well, like the, Adele's who I think no they were uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it is? British, British woman. She sings that, uh... Bigger woman. Christ. I can't believe I can't remember the song. I'll Google it right. while we move on. Rolling in the deep. There you go, that one. Rolling in the deep. All right, Jay, what's next? All right. So, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder? Stevie Wonder? <laughs> who's Stevie... Who's Stevie Wonder? Did you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable? <laughs> no, no, he he wonders about wandering. 
I bet he does. I think he wanders just fine on his own. Okay, what do you want? You without, want? without assistance. Okay, it's a good story. That's as, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Um. Hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll just use talented. I mean, he's, he's good at what he does. Okay, I do know who that is. Side note. Stevie Wonder, Marcus. I said, I said, good story. Oh. Or I could say Eddie Murphy, because he does a pretty good. Wait, what did you say? Eddie Murphy. Because he does no, a no. really. What did Marcus say? I said good story. It's two words. Good story. That's two words. Goo story. Goo. <laughs> story. You're fake. I don't think that's how it works. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. <laughs> it, interesting. Is that what you're going for? If you, I don't know. It's my ink. What? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> do as I will. I don't understand. Okay, you're going to have to explain. Okay, so what was your translation of it again? I'm sorry. You said interesting? Yeah. Stevie Wonder, that's what I got from it. What if you're I, saying good um, story. I don't want to say the word respectable. I, I think it's a good story because like you have you have a human being that actually had to overcome like a physical like handicap, obviously. And he was actually able to take, like, the, his, can you only imagine if you couldn't see and, like, you relied only on your ears? Like, for someone who oh, listens sure. to, like, music, like, probably, if I'm awake 18 hours a day, I'm probably listening to music, like, 16 of them. Like, there's something in my background. So the fact that if I had to only rely on that. Overcome? Can you imagine? Overcame? Now think and about like he, the like he, he obviously had like the genius mind. And do it. Well, that's that's like something in itself as well. I mean, my God, like the just muscle memory for fucking days. And What's his name? Beethoven. Um, so it's, it's a good. Death. And I. I a horn thing. That's why I said good story because you know what? That's incredible. That's great. That's mm -hmm. awesome. That's wonderful. You're taking somebody. Inspiring. Who, okay, so who uh, actually, uh, inspiring. That's that's an okay word for it. And, because it's, like you're taking somebody who, who actually had like a like the physical handicap and was able to like take what would probably have been a genius mind can you imagine if the dude could actually see right and actually read and interpret and mm -hmm. like actually like use all of his senses but like he was like reduced oh, God, to like yeah. the one and that's as far as i would go because beyond that i don't listen to now stevie see wonder. i i i know a little more about stevie wonder like, little no effect, he's been married, like, four times. Mm -hmm. I knew that. Well, I saw the Jamie Foxx movie. I think I, it took me, like, four tries. That was about Ray Charles, you jackass. <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, oh, my dear. God. Oh, dear. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I think your response was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever say I was right all tomato, the time? Tomato, tomato, right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One blind man to another. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> all right, Jay, what's next? They're all fucking great. What do you want me to tell you? Eminem. Uh, that's a tough one. Mom's spaghetti. That's two words. <laughs> um... I'm gonna go with pathetic. Go with pathetic? And that's recent. Okay. So 
but was that more disappointed? You know what, kind of, because like the the small amount of like hip hop music that I actually listened to, like he was actually relatively entertaining because like he kind of had like there was like a little bit of like sense of humor to like his rap music. Um, you should listen to Fear them. But there was also like messages and like there was like deep. Um, I can't remember the, what the album. I actually own one of his albums. Curtain Call. It's, curtain Call. Thank you. You're welcome. I was gonna say it's one with a big curtain. <laughs> Weird, right? <laughs> <On> the album. <laughs> like Halfway I, there. I actually heard. I actually own Curtain Call, and now that he's sober and like he feels like he has like a voice on everything, it's just like I don't agree with his views. I don't agree. With, like it's just it's just sad and pathetic. I'm gonna go with uh, versatile. Because of the fact that he's made three different identities for himself between Marshall Miller, Eminem, and Slim Shady, which Marshall, all, Marshall Mathers, whatever, which all have the same. Um, Who's fact checking this episode? Uh, well, the, I mean, like I said, that that each persona has a different sound to the songs. That makes sense. Yes. You know what I mean? I think it was cool that he was able to do that and make each one different, which sounds like a different person. Okay. We're still listening to Adele. That's my alphabet soup view. And this one should be easy for both of you. God, I would hope so. Metallica. Hmm. You want one word from Metallica? Yep. That's, hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> There's a lot I could say. One word. That's Metallica. one word things throwing me off, though. Because asshole is like two words, so. Um. <laughs> oh, that's a compound word. <laughs> Look, Webster, cut it out. Um, I'm serious. It's it, like spell check makes it one word. It's <clears throat> one word. Okay, how, how do you say it like one word? Grew up with them. Nostalgic. Yeah, nostalgic. I'll go with nostalgic. Yeah, I like that. Napster. That's a good one. Yeah, that's going to be my word. That's a pretty good one because I lost 30,000 tracks, man, on my computer. Napster bad. Like, my drumming be- good. I remember going to school like one day. It's like, dude, you better unhook your computer, man, because they're like hook- they're like looking up all these IPP addresses, dude, and they're like coming right after these people, man. And I'm like, oh, I mean, how big of a file do you need to have? It's like, well, I only have like a couple hundred. I'm like, I have like 30,000. I have a lot. Like if I saw it, I I just I downloaded shit and just figured it out later. I mean, what do you want me to do? Well, it took six hours to download the, stuff. So. The thing is, is that entire thing was a bullying act. All that was was they were bullying people. The only people that actually got like screwed over for it were people who weren't smart, because they literally because it it is in the the government has to prove that you have never owned that music ever. In your entire life. Yeah, well, they can come. At, they can. They it. can come after us like individually. That'll, that'll be just lovely. Just, I, just say no, I, I say nostalgic because you know what? Like, I actually have like childhood memories. Like when um when the Load album came out, I I can actually like specifically remember being at like like a couple of me and a couple of buddies. Like we did like a sleepover thing and just like goofing off about like King Nothing and like Hero of the Day and like like songs like that. Um, Master of Puppets. I'm sorry. I mean that's still that's still awesome. Like and 
when I first picked up a guitar, I want to say like one of the first first tracks I started to learn was like kind of like the uh, the beginning and kind of like meat part of like one from Metallica. I mean, those those. those I feel those, like that's a popular one. It was like there was that there was Sanitarium that I learned like right out of the gate, like and then I started moving into like Deftones and like other stuff. So I mean, like I I grew up with it. Like it's always just been intertwined in yeah. my my. It's just always been intertwined. Like, it's always been there. So, yeah. All right. So, next, Bee Gees. Whatever. Disco. Whatever. I go with disco. That's what they were. That's what they became. They, they were actually um, pretty well-accomplished musicians. But they're just um, one of those time and place things, huh? Well, you know, you gotta eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's whatever. Overrated. Alright. And now I'm interested to see how this, this next one goes. Mm-hmm. Atreyu. Epic. I might agree with Marcus on this one. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say drummer only because of the fact that that's the thing that blows me away about Atreyu is that Brendan's able to sing the choruses like that and play. Okay. I mean, probably most Try. most recent album exclu- like mm. excluded. <clears throat> they are like they ha- they have the ability to have like that perfect balance. Like their mm-hmm. their music can have like the hook that you need to be like attracted to it. It can have the complexity you need to respect it. It can have the heaviness you need mm-hmm. to, like, you know, really give it, like, that raw motion. It can have the softness it needs to say, wow, like that, I think that's, long just, live was, like, that's just beautiful. That's good. It's, like, those guys are a package. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a total very package, pan. And then just just the freaking name itself, man. You say the word Atreyu. That's a freaking never-ending story, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Atreyu. But I would even argue that a lot of the people who listen to Atreyu don't know. Yeah, unfortunately. What's unfortunate is I actually still don't think. I mean, I I still really don't. I know they have some stuff that's like in the mainstream media, but I don't think the mainstream gives them the the credit that they're owed or due or like what. Like they're they're not they're not gods in the in the mainstream <coughs> world. No, but not at all. The, the people that know Atreyu, like, I mean, like, kind of how me and Anthony are kind of, like, referring to them. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. these guys are, like, it's unbelievable. Because, like I said, they, they I touch don't... every one of those spectrums. Like, if I want mm-hmm. if I want something that, like, really means something, I can go to Atreyu. If I want something that's, like, heavy and hard and, like, awesome, I can go to Atreyu. It's... They're, again, versatile. They got, they got a lot of different... Every album's a little more or less... And talent level made. alone. Homeboy on the drums, man. That's like... Mm-hmm. Like fucking. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think there's a place for bands like Atreyu in popular music. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's not a there's not a place for awesomeness. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I mean, they'll they'll never hit like Billboard top one. Right. Like they'll not never this have era, a number one. Like they could probably hope for a, at best like a top twenty. 
I almost feel like they tried. I, feel, I really feel like, like think, this last yeah. album was like an attempt. It's like, hey, let's try to get like some of the masses involved. Like, so, Cause you well, know what, if you put out one album, maybe they'll check out the oldest stuff and maybe like they'll be like, not you, I'm, I'll, I'll do these. Um, it's like maybe, maybe they'll check out the oldest stuff. Maybe like, <coughs> kind of like, in all honesty, going back to Metallica, Metallica did kind of the same thing. They came out with like a little bit of softer, a little bit of poppier like action. And it's like, you know, and then you had the new wave of Metallica fan. It's like, oh, you've never heard Injustice for All. You've never heard like Master of Puppets. Like, what the hell are you, like, dude? These are this is like the dog shit of like mm-hmm. these guys. But not saying that the stuff for Atreyu did was dog shit, but it was definitely different. And right. but yeah, I'm epic. That's my word. Okay, epic and drummer. All right. Five Finger Death Punch. Oh. Unacceptable. No, I'm trying to think of a word. Drunk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've got a list of those. Yeah, right. Um, I'm trying to think of a word for too much. Overproduced. No, it's not even that. Overproduced. Oversaturated. Saturation. There you go. Oversaturation. Yep, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll go with that. Okay, here's why. Here's why. Real quick, fans. When Five Finger Death Punch first came out, their first, I want to say... Enter the Fist? That's the first album. Yep, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if I want to go two albums or three. At American least, Capitalist was good, too. I'll give, I'll give them three, three for the benefit of the doubt. The first three albums were actually very good. Mm-hmm. This is when... God damn it, his name's going to escape Ivan me. Moody. Ivan Moody, thank you. When Ivan Moody, like, for, like he's finally, like, kind of, like, out of the realm of Motor Grader. Like, he still had the songwriting. Ivan Moody's got chops, too, man. Like, oh, no, he's I, got I a have fantastic never, voice. I have never... Lyrics alone. Like, never taken anything away. Their guitarists are actually extremely talented. Yeah. Jason Hook is phenomenal. Like, maybe underrated, but, like, extremely talented. Mm-hmm. But what happens the is... guitarist Hillary Duff. He's just... It just gets to the point. It's like every fucking six months, it's like mm-hmm. we have new Five Finger Death Punch coming out. New Five Finger Death Punch coming out. It's like, uh, I'm just getting over the first album. Plus, they just covered a country song, so. Yeah, they just. Blue on Black. Um, Blue on Black. Which isn't actually a bad cover. It's actually okay. It's a, that's a compilation with like a bunch of guys. Yeah, Brendan Gilbert, wow. Bradley Gilbert, and. Yeah, Brantley Gilbert. The guy who it. wrote it, I forget his name. But he's got to pay for his habit, habit somehow. So. Yeah. But I think the problem is, like, the the insanity just has to stop. I don't know if they have a record contract that they're actually just trying to, like, catch up with or if, like, it's like you have to put out this much material or... I, I honestly, I think that but, they're just... I, I think they're just trying to stay relevant. I'm going to go back um, to... I'm going to go back to the vanilla comment. The problem is their new stuff is just so bad. Yeah, it's not very good. There's... The lyrics are terrible. The... There's a lot of con- continuity errors with their lyrics because you have um, Far From Home, which you have stuff, you know, that talk about, you know, they sh- no, I'm sorry. Um, well, there's Battleborn, and then there's the other one they did off of it, which is their slow one. But they said, that, you know, about so, like, they shook all these hands and they love the fans and we get to see all these people. But then you have, like, the new album, like, Sham Wow, where he's just, like, sick of everything. Like, he's got to see the same face. He's got to do this. He's going to go meet his fans. He's going to sign this. And it's just, like, he's, like, complaining about it. It's very strange. 
But I mean, he's sober now, so maybe he doesn't like it anymore. I don't know. I'm not sure. And it, it's really tough because, you know what, the message for Five Finger Death Punch, like, back in the day, like, with, with, like, the earlier albums, like, you have to respect the fact that they put, like, a huge tribute to, like, the troops. Yeah, like, they were very to, like, army the military, based, like, very, military the, like, um, and, um... Zoltan, their guitar player, I believe, was a, is a vet. A lot of their videos are focused on, mm -hmm. like, that kind of thing. So you have to respect that. But the problem is, like, they just keep coming out with all of this dog crap. And it's, eh, whatever. And we are live! What's up? All right. So that was Five Finger Death Punch. Very enthusiastic after what I just did. Yes. Well, I have to be the... I have to be the detached quiz giver. You're the embodied voice of you. Hmm. That's interesting. Tell me about your mother. She's a good woman. All right. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Hmm. Unmemorable. I have a very simple explanation. I know the name, but I cannot think of one song right now off the top of my head that he, he actually performs. Like a Rolling Stone, Mr. Tambourine Man, which I'm pretty sure is a Beatles song. Uh, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Technically, yeah, that's a song as well. Okay, so he just covers like a bunch of other people's <laughs> music? Is that what you guys are telling me? <laughs> that's no, no, cool. Bob Dylan wrote that song. Okay. So I'll give I'll give I'll give him some uh, some writer cred. Yeah. The hurricane. But hey, you want you want correct me if I'm wrong. You want knee jerk reaction, right? Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Um. Like if you said Jason Taylor, I'd say Red Sox. I'm gonna go respectable. Listen, I'm that douchebag metalhead that like doesn't listen to nothing. Next, next okay, one what? should be interesting. Is Lady Gaga. Talented. She's kind of hot. It's two words, Marcus. So hot. <laughs> Still I'm two words. I'm just, I'm just putting down hot. Steaming Willie Beeman. <laughs> Rock hard. Still two words. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with talented. Black, Black Sabbath. Pioneer. Hmm. Don't one word for Sabbath, huh? Drunk. <laughs> Drugs. Honestly, this can be used in almost every one of these. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go with Pioneer. I'm trying to think of a word. Caterpillar. Okay. You know, I'll say respectable. Okay. I know what they did. I understand what they did. They're kind of, they're kind of on that same level as ACDC for me. Like I've heard them enough to the point where it's like, okay, I'm all set. They're great for their time. They're great for what they did for the industry. I, I mean, I, I don't deny that. I respect the hell out of them, but you'll be hard pressed to find a disc of them running in like my truck. I'm just saying. Okay. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. 90s. Lame. 90s. Lame and 90s. Okay. You know why it's lame? Because this was the beginning 
of the end of society as far as I'm concerned because all these little douchebags so as uh, R- correct R- me if I'm R- wrong R- would say it. correct me if I'm wrong when when the boy band movement actually started this is kind of like when like mass producing like of this of like talent kind of started so they wanted well. the pretty face with something catchy and they pretty much just wanted to make the giants wet if you can make the giants wet okay. they would throw you out there okay but arguably uh, not not even arguably just fact beatles were the first boy band i mean i suppose it's technically fair yeah because i mean they were that heartthrob nonsense okay that's fine, when you from liverpool I, i'm talking like like modern day so, mass produced like when it, like the 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 original their, beatles their like, early thing was stuff like, their early stuff is very poppy it's very overproduced it's very like for the time well still apples and oranges like as far as like as far as like the generations go because you're talking about like a bunch of like well i'm just really I'm, long I'm dresses like running out to like buy like a wreck Regardless boy of the fact, this is the swing where you didn't have to be a talented musician to go out and be a musician because somebody else took the care of your production. Somebody else took care of your phenomenon <laughs> has been around for quite some time. Right. So it's the wave of somebody else produced your music, somebody else wrote your music, somebody you else decides it. your outfit, somebody else decides your wardrobe, somebody else decides your choreography. There you go. All you have to do is show the fuck up. And it makes me sick. And that's wasn't it the Backstreet Boys? Was it the Backstreet Boys or In Sync? They were put together by the fucking Mickey Mouse Club for Christ's sakes. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, like, oh, You're is, not uh, you're not name? good JT. enough to be in a well, mu- you're not good enough to be in a movie. Come be in this instead. We're gonna make you guys billionaires. Now, there's actually, if you want to blame the entire thing on someone, there's actually one guy you can blame, and he is the guy who distilled the essence of the Beatles boy band down to a marketable thing every time um, and he was the producer of New Kids on the Block uh, Backstreet Boys yeah but New Kids on the Block was te- like even like they, I love New Kids on the Block in this like garbage <laughs> you, know that's, yeah, you know what you know what obscure reference Josie and the Pussycats actually make fun of boy bands oh, like something boy. fierce, and I love that movie. It's so dumb, I love it. I can't remember. I I can't, I can't remember the boy band that they depicted, but it has like Seth Green in it. And it's got um, oh, fucking. Um, I don't even remember. I'm not. I'm horrible with names, so I'm not gonna continue to talk about it. Now, what's next? Kid? Yeah, fuck Backstreet Boys. Ed Sheeran. What's the Game of Thrones? That's three words. <laughs> Ed Sheeran? Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like that country artist? He's not he's, country. He's like country more loosely. He's pop. more poppy kind of. Yeah, he had like the one episode where singer he's songwriter. Yeah, he's saying he's saying that like one yeah, like, glorious there, little yeah. Yeah. glorious little t- Celtic tune. Yeah. Um, white? Can I use that? He's definitely white. he's definitely white. I'm gonna go with ginger. <laughs> definitely redhead. Uh, no comment. I'll go with ginger because that's all I know. Indifferent, about him. indifferent. I'm going indifferent. 
ginger and indifferent. That's the first indifferent we had. Because I have no idea what he did other than that 30 second song he did in Game of Thrones. Okay. Beyonce. Coachella. Ugly. Yeah, yeah, you know why? I never understood why. I think it's a power thing. It's not Beyonce. so much the looks. I don't it's a power th- thing. I've never understood why Beyonce is like the hottest thing on nope, the market. Nope, you know, I'm going to use voodoo. Yeah, voodoo magic, because that's why all you no, there's been, sheep. There's been, <laughs> there's been multiple, like, um, articles that I've read and stuff where, where like, people will be like, oh, she, she seduced me by like some magic power or Ugh. stuff like that like these crazy like conspiracy yeah, things about her it's the craziest actually thing. think she's like the most beautiful thing in the like it's the so planet weird. it's like bah. that's right you sheep get in line I'm gonna go voodoo <laughs> can I change my answer to bah. that's gonna be one word bah. I think I think ugly sums it up <laughs> I'm not trying to buy it alright I wouldn't hit that that's the salt. Megadeth. Megadeth? Moving on. <laughs> Megadeth. I need one word answer for weird lip. <laughs> hair, hair lip. Is that one word? Is hair lip one word? I can't I get past so. it. I just can't. There's something scowl. wrong with it. I'm going to go with scowl. S- scowl. Yes, that's a good... You're going with scowl? I'm just going with scowl. Damn it. <laughs> okay, actually, you know what? I'm going to give you one word, Jay. Trust. Because when I was a young man, searching my music, I came upon trust. And trust was something other mm-hmm. than anything else that Megadeth has ever put out. And it might be my favorite Megadeth song, even to this day. I still think trust and almost honest, almost honest can be uh, companion pieces. Sure, sure. Take your word for it. Mm, yeah, I agree. With your opinion. But that'll be that'll be my one word. Trust. Lost in a dream. Nothing's what it seems. What is it? Aerosmith. Um, Alzheimer's. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Nothing is one word. Alzheimer's. <laughs> That's actually going off of of a. Uh, uh, I just read an article about like Aerosmith, like Scarf. where Steven Tyler actually could not remember. Like there was a song that was like playing on the radio, and it was actually like done by Aerosmith. And Steven Tyler heard the song. It's like, oh, that's a really good song. We should we should cover that. And uh, the guitarist, uh, Joe Perry. Yeah, Joe Perry. Joe Perry is like, dude, that's us, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, prescription drugs are a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that what the thing is on his microphone all the time? Scarf? Is that right? Or is it something else? Sashed. Sure. Just do that one. Whatever we, whatever word you scarf. think fits that, that, do that one. Yeah, I think anybody who knows uh, Steven Tyler knows what you talked about. Yeah, good. Or you could have gotten away with lips. Too. I'm waiting for Jay I to was, throw I didn't like, want to be, you know, inappropriate. I'm so. waiting for Jay to throw, like, a necromancer. <laughs> NWA. Is that a wrestler? That's the NWO. Oh, come on. Close. Is this rap? The band NWA. Yes. 
Yeah. That's a band? It's a band. Okay, I'm going I'm going indifferent again. Oblivious and indifferent. Uh Doctor? Dr. Dre got to start there. Ice Cube. So it's rap. Uh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, we'll go, I'm just going to go with Doctor. Know your audience, Jay. Know your audience. I think that's the point. That, that's the whole point. <laughs> Next. Well, if Madonna. I was your audience, I'd... Madonna? What era? Madonna. Virgin. Nope. Madonna. Virgin. Yeah, what era? Virgin. Nope, you just you just get the word Madonna. Oh, can't phone a friend either. You give me Madonna in the '80s. That's the girl I'm gonna marry. So hot. So hot. Want to touch the high knee? Oh. Okay, what what's like a prayer in one word? Prayer. Prayer. Prayerish. Pray- it's like a prayer. It's not a full one. Just Praying. <laughs> Prayable. Down on my knees praying in one word. Sound good. Religiously inappropriate. You down on your knees? (laughs) (laughs) That one. (laughs) Fellatio. I don't know. That's one word. I can read between the lines. (laughs) I know what you want. Do Madonna and... Marcus's answer is sticky. (laughs) No, no, my answer is prayer. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Lord be with you. Dude, Madonna in League of Their Own. You take that, Madonna. Oh. Five minutes. Be the best two and a half of your life, and we'd have time to cuddle. Oh, good lord. Include lunch. I'll make a sandwich. <laughs> sure. Got five minutes. We got plenty of time. <laughs> Pam Tara. Pam Tara? What? Was that two words? Pam Tara. Really? Abbott. Gods. No, or no, I'll do brothers. I'll do brothers. I'm I'm still going with gods. <clears throat> Anthony, did you ever did, did you have the opportunity to see Pantera live? Unfortunately, no. Okay, I saw Pantera live. The I saw Pantera Steel, live right? at the um, reinventing the steel yep. as a headliner. I saw Pantera live at like the Ozfest. Those guys are gods. They know how to play the crowd. They know how to work a stage. They know how to do their shit, and they're just fucking electric. Like there, it was, it was like massive. Boogie, the only thing boogie. I hated about like reinventing the steel was there was so much goddamn fire. I felt like my face was gonna like melt off my person, mm-hmm. and we had actually bum rushed the floor at this show. This was at the, uh, it was the Worcester Centrum at the time. It's now the DCU Center in like Worcester. Mm-hmm. So like a bunch of us, like we did that thing where like forty of us get in like the aisle and we just run. Mm-hmm. And like the the security guards aren't gonna do anything about that at that point. The problem is you can't leave. Right. You can't leave the floor at that point. You can't get water. You can't right. go pee. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you're there. You're there. But as far as like energy, live performance, like that, like Dimebag was still there, man. Right. Like Phil was still there. Freaking Rex Vinnie was. Vinnie Paul. Mm-hmm. Like they were. F- they were awesome. Absolutely sure. awesome. Gods. It's unfortunate. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. All right. And next 
Justin Timberlake. Hmm. One word for I like his Inappropriate. movies. Inappropriate. Okay, either I need one word for I like his movies or one word for boob grab. Despacito. Despacito. He's technically in that song. <laughs> That's the American Bieber. version. Yeah, well, he's in it. The American version, he's in it. Justin Timberlake is? No, Justin Bieber. I thought he said Timberlake. Did you say Timberlake or Bieber? I, I did say Timber. In Justin Timberlake. Oh, I'm so sorry. For some reason, my mind went to Bieber. Hey, I apologize. <laughs> Alright, so fr- so um, Saturday, uh, SNL. Alright, so my word is friends with benefits. That's three words. That's because <laughs> of Mila Kunis. That's different. You know really why you like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go SNL. No, that movie was a cock tease. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'll say one word: actor. Okay. Actor. Okay. <clears throat> because. I think he's phenomenal in movies. His music, I could care less. He considers himself, he considers himself an artist, quote unquote. But he's his stuff is as vanilla as the rest of it that comes. Yes, but that's perspective. Right. I think he's extremely talented. Sure, which is fine. Well, you ask my opinion. You're asking somebody else's opinion. No, no, no. I'm giving my... Opinion. 40 million people have probably bought his latest album. But guess what? I did not. You were the 1%? Or 6, maybe. I streamed it without him knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it when I'm home alone. <laughs> you know when we leave, he takes down, like, his... I like to pleasure like myself to that Justin Bieber <laughs> Timberlake man. Timberlever. <laughs> that Timberlever. Timberlever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, what's next? Weird Al Yankovic. Comical. UHF. What's that mean? It's a movie. UHF? Yep. It's, a, it's a movie? Yep. yep. I'm like so uncultured. No, he's comical. Amish Paradise? I love the movie. <clears throat> Stop it. I have it on DVD. Been spending most my life living in an Amish paradise. <laughs> UHF, that's all you need. Turn butter once or twice, living in an Amish paradise. I should have said butter. Butter. <laughs> butter. Butter. Okay. Iron Maiden. Ah, oh, that's another epic. Can I use epic twice? Sure. Can I use gods twice? Epic gods. Is it? Is that one word? Epigod. <clears throat> no, pick one. Epigod. I think demigod. Maybe you know. Demigod. That's like like all above, yeah. almighty. That's less than a god. How about almighty? Almighty. Eddie. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's why I said one. it. That's a good one. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> There's not. I'm, I'm what sorry. Was your, what was your answer, Marcus? Demigod. Almighty. Demiglaze. Almighty. <laughs> My favorite kind of glaze. Demi. <laughs> Uh, There's no follow-up to that one either because no. I mean we Iron all Man. know we we know who we are. I, have we Hall of Fame Iron Maiden yet? No. Yep. Okay, because I believe I think it was too obvious. We've only done one Hall of Fame. Well, we'll do another Hall of Fame. <laughs> so because I I didn't pick I didn't pick Iron Maiden because it was like too obvious. What we got next? All right, uh, Queen. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Legendary. 
Revolutionary, uh, maybe? I, I have been waiting the entire time to hear the word legendary. You're welcome. Alright, so I get like a cookie or something? I forgot about that word. I could use that for our <clears throat> Okay, I'll say revolutionary. Because I feel like for the time that they were producing music, like they were the ones that were like kind of like stretching the boundaries and right. and Bohemian Rhapsody alone. Like, and especially like if you actually like watch the movie and like the fact that like the way mm -hmm. that they record their stuff, it's like let's do a hundred tracks of this mm -hmm. and like two hundred tracks right. of this and like a million it's, it's, tracks. It's of all this. very raw. Like, like it's so. All... And and that's saying if the movie was like true, like I feel like that's like thinking out of the box and like that's the cool shit that like makes things cool and neat and interesting one it's quick not, side note going with real things going back to Pantera the song floods you know that rain part at the end like after the solo and it's got like the rainstorm mm. how they did that is actually during when they recorded that it actually was pouring outside so in the middle of the song they opened the door to the studio and just let that sound come in so yeah it's a thing man that's what I'm saying <clears throat> which is pretty cool Anyway, next. Yep. All right. Next up, the Beatles. Invasion. Conspiracy. That's actually a good one. There's a lot, especially with John Lennon. My answer is very simple. The story of the Beatles is not about the music. It's about all the nonsense around it. I actually... One of my favorite classes... It is now. One of my favorite classes in high school was mass media. We spent the whole quarter on the Beatles. I actually... I exaggerate that a little bit. We probably spent, like... So what's a quarter? Like, eight weeks? We probably spent, like, three, three, four, three, four weeks on, like, the Beatles. And the imagery, the storylines, and, like, the whatnot, like, all of the stuff with, like... The silly round glasses. And Paul is dead. Yeah, Paul is yeah. dead and like <clears throat> he was replaced by someone else. That's actually my fandom of the Beatles probably has to has nothing to do with the Beatles as like the music. My fan my fandom of the Beatles has to do with like the story and the conspiracy theories around the Beatles okay. because like they were fucking <clears throat> that was fucking neat, man. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And the music actually kind of supported it. Like, when they came out with that um, Sgt. Pepper's album. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah, that got weird real quick. Like, when they all started doing acid and shit. <laughs> you can almost tell the drug by the album. And, like, the imagery with, like, the hand cutting yeah, off the uh, head yeah, and, like, all this weird. other bullshit. Like, Paul's been dead for, like, fucking <laughs> centuries, guys. Like, so weird. That's fucking neat, man. Conspiracy. That's my answer. Okay. All right. And the final artist on the list. Bruja. Kanye West. Is that a word? Um. I, 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 I. How about douchebag? Is that one word? Douchebag. Yep. In. And sold. Um. Over dramatics two words. I'm gonna go with dramatic. Did you know Kanye West wants to be entered in the Rock 
and Roll sure Hall of does. Fame as the greatest rock artist of all time. What the fuck has that guy have ever done in his life that has anything to do with rock? Samples. Like. From, so from what I've heard, and this is someone who actually listens to a lot of uh, Kanye West, a guy that I work with. So the, I mean, as a person, he's a whole different story. But I guess he's very good at what he does, unfortunately. No, he's not. He's a I'm... great producer. What does he do? From my opinion, what, like, he's a great the producer. Sample. He is a shit artist. He's fucking a, Kada a Kardashian. Just like Jay-Z. That's, his... That's my opinion of Jay-Z, too. Jay-Z? Who? Like Jay -Z. Lu Luigi's girlfriend? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I heard Daisy. I was like, oh. beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> the one Mario? Never mind. I'm going to that. I think they have a, a, an ear for music. I think they have a talent for music. I think that performing-wise, I think that they have been very fortunate that they have money and that they can they have more money to basically sell More importantly, music. they named this son a direction. <laughs> so now it's Northwest. Play that shit out. Uh, I think if they have another kid, they should pick like a longitude and latitude. What's uh? What's one word for what's wrong with this world? Kanye West. <laughs> That's two words. <laughs> I like your thinking though. <laughs> uh, what's next at the last one? That was it. All right. Did we win? <laughs> no, but it's interesting. We will have our psychoanalysis. <laughs> yeah. Am I a certified hamburger? Like, breakdown for the uh, for the for the next episode. Jay can tell us how we're wrong. It's not a matter of right or wrong. I find it interesting because there isn't a lot of emotion. No, I want involved. a written thesis. <laughs> Thesis? Theses. Whatever. Feces. Theses? <laughs> that's, a, that's how <laughs> Mike Tyson, that's how Mike Tyson says feces. All right, we have to move on what? with our lives. Jay, final thoughts on what you've heard today? That... It's not necessarily the artists themselves that create the emotion. It's their actions. That's probably true because I would, I would it's totally, music. I would totally give 1980s Madonna the best two and a half minutes of her life. It has nothing to do with her music. <laughs> Although if she was singing like a prayer the whole time, I'd be cool with that too. I could do the Dan Van, ver the Dan Van version. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah. I, like I, I feel like we should end this for Marcus today, Anthony. <laughs> Alright. Should end what? <laughs> He's kind of lost in his own mind of uh, Madonna. I'm going to sleep well tonight. Somehow he lost his pants. I'm not sure what Apparently. happened. <laughs> You're glad you're not <laughs> here. Lord. It got real weird. You're welcome. There's a lot of candles right now. All right, He's we got one the, final topic. Breaking out the Madonna and the Justin Timberlake photos, isn't he? That's not a towel. That's a seed reciprocal. Wait a minute. <laughs> Justin Timberlake slept with my Madonna? In 1980? I feel like I'm older than Timberlake. I feel like Timberlake was like six. 1980. He probably did, too. Like, this <laughs> is what happens with these fuckers. They're so fucking rich. They get whatever they want, even when they're six. <laughs> they go weird real quick. Yeah, things things just took a weird All turn. Right. All right, let's move on. With it. <laughs> let's move on with our day.
heavy metal over a six pack. Artist profile. All right, guys. So for like today's, uh, for today's, uh, I guess, uh, quote unquote, main event, we actually decided to like dive deeper into like an artist profile, and uh, we decided to go with the one that uh, Anthony actually prepared for us. So I'll let him give you like the details of the artist and like whatnot. But this is a heavy metal over six pack artist profile. So I decided I, I didn't want to pick anyone like super popular because I mean I'm sure we've heard about James Hetfield or something like that. Um, but I wanted to go with somebody who has an interesting uh, journey through their career and whatnot. So I took a man by the name of uh, Thomas Cummings, which, as you should know him, as Tommy Vex. Um, band starting from Vex, his you know first band, you got Snot, uh, Divine Heresy, uh, Westfield Massacre, um, and most recently, Bad Wolves. This is the most recent um he also did a little thing with Five Finger, but I'll get into that as well. Um, I'll kind of start like his, his early childhood a little bit, kind of growing up through. Um, he was born April 15th, 1982. So that makes him the age of 37. Um, born in New York, New York. Uh, so he was actually abandoned by his birth mother, and uh, but has described his childhood as actually very happy with his adoptive family. Um, which has his adopted parents in the family, uh, he and his twin brother and his adopted sister. And he quoted, uh, our birth mother abandoned us at the hospital. My adopted parents were on a wait list for two years. When the hospital called and asked if they would take both of us, they did. Um, we had a nor normal childhood. My dad is a Vietnam vet, uh, works in the school systems, and my mother was a stay-at-home mother. We're really smart kids. We went to class and had really good grades. Um, his early career, <clears throat> um, he started as a teenage singer in Brooklyn, New York. Started singing in a few bands and uh, actually was in a school battle of the band. And uh, this interview, <clears throat> this piece of interview, actually comes from Loudwire. Um, this is Tommy Vex uh, talking about his uh, battle of the band's experience. Actually... What most of you don't know is one of the funniest things is that we, so Frank and I have known each other since we were like 15 or 16 years old. And Frank went to Edward R. Murrow High School in Brooklyn. And I went to Sheepset Bay and they had a, a battle of the bands. And remember that? And it Thank was you. you and me. Yeah. And it was Mike from Vex. And remember the songs you played though. Yeah, we uh, played Candiria. the Candiria song. And, and then song. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and we won the battle of the bands, except somebody ratted us out. This kid Sean, he was so butthurt, his band didn't win. And uh, they read us out that I didn't go to school, so we were disqualified. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that I So that was kind of funny. <coughs> that uh, disqualified for not being in the, uh, <coughs> the, the actual school for it. Um, <coughs> kind of funny, um, <clears throat> them being too young and uh, the music that they listened to, and you know, they, were, they wanted to go to shows. So they actually had to sneak in the clubs, even for his own shows, because he was under the age. Um, in 96, he formed a band known as Maniac, Maniacal Disciple, with friends Jim Donovan, Steve Perlmutter, and Mike Cortares, uh, which actually they changed their name to Vexed, a word found in the Wu-Tang Clan's lyrics, uh, which eventually became his nickname. Uh, and that's how he's now known as Tommy Vex. Um, 
Vix was uh, starting to become a, a big buzz in the local area, uh, playing shows at the CBGB, the Continental, and Le Mois. Uh, they also opened for Biohazard, uh, Condiria, and many others. <laughs> in uh, 2005, uh, they play, or he technically uh, played uh, with the Roadrunner Records 25th anniversary show and got to sing with Corey Taylor Slipknot, which is pretty, pretty exciting at a young age. <clears throat> Uh, 2006, he was recruited by Dino Cazares. I think it's Calavera, right? Cavalaris? Yeah, that's spelled around here. Um, a Fear Factory, and that's how Divine Heresy. One of my heroes. Uh, their debut studio album, Bleed the Fifth, uh, was released 2007, August 28th, by Centria Media Records. Uh, the album was produced by former Machine Gun and Soulfly guitarist Logan Matter. Uh, so Vex wrote majority of the lyrics while he was with Divine Heresy, uh, mostly about personal strifes and how people overcome them. Uh, much of the lyrical content was influenced by the Book of Revelation, Natural Disasters, War, and Terrorism. And side note, if you've ever read the Book of Revelations, it's fucking ridiculous. The craziest shit happens. <clears throat> um, unfortunately, due to unresolved differences with Dino Calavera, Vex parted with Divine Heresy in 2008. Uh, the highly publicis- publicized that sound right. uh, split left both the fans and the press confused. <clears throat> so, uh, Tommy Vex uh, pointed about this for his departure of the band. Uh, I've been suffering with indigenities? I'm going to go with indifferences. Where it makes more sense. Uh, of Dino's massive ego for as long as I've worked with him, and unfortunately, everything I've heard about him has eventually come to fruition. Uh, and he's exactly as he's been portrayed by his ex band members. And this happening now is the same reason why he's not in Fear Factor anymore. He was a stepping stone in my life, and I'm moving on. Definitely, uh, Dino is kind of a, a big head. Really? I have an Ellie. According to him and, and his ex- <clears throat> is wicked cool when I met him. <coughs> yeah, you were in the band, though. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> um, so, there's a band that he ended up joining, uh, a band called Snot. Um, they're from Santa Barbara, California. They formed in 95. Um, but in 97, uh, they disbanded after the lead vocalist and founding vocalist, Lynn Strait, um, died in 98 so in 2008 the band actually reformed with vex on vocals and they played a number of shows uh fronted by vex so um they were opening for bands like devil driver um when the late original guitarist son sonny mayo that's interesting name left the band uh so that's not unfortunately went on hiatus again 2014, they actually reunited a second time at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. Second reunion lineup once again featured Vexed, Mayo, Dolling, Fainstock, and Miller. They went on to play three more shows and then pretty much fell off the uh, grid. <clears throat> uh, 2011, uh, Vexed actually reformed the original Vexed with uh, members of Mutiny Within, Bill Ford and Andrew Jacobs, along with guitar um, Angel Vivaldi. They released the EP uh, titled Impermanence 2012, and by 2013, um, 
they lost a few members, Vavilda and Jacobs both left. Um, and then they broke one more EP out, Broke is a New Black. Um, oddly enough, after that, Tommy went on tour with Mayhem Festival in 2013 as a cook. Figure that out. Just, All right. just doing some cook stuff. Uh, Why not? Would you say it's a a musician's oldest profession? Maybe. Uh, So then he moved to Los Angeles after that. Um, After the stint with Snot, um, he moved on and formed a new band known as Westfield Massacre, which in my mind, they're very similar to Divine Heresy. Very close. Well, they had that one song where the lyrics were... That too. Incredibly similar. They actually took some of the parts from it. Failed creation. Failed creation. Yep, which is kind of weird. Uh, they released their self-titled uh, debut album on Urban Yeti Records in 2016. 2017, Vex began working on a side project with former Devil Driver drummer John Oakland. Um, then, unfortunately, Vex left Westfield while he was on the tour with Five Finger Death. And we know how that happened, because I was there when that happened. <laughs> So, yeah, unfortunately. Um, so Tommy actually took over that <clears throat> whole show. Funny story, though. Um, I may have brought this up in, in past episodes, but uh, their most Five Fingers' most recent tour, they actually um, toured with Bad Wolves, which is the band he's in, uh, Vex is in now. And for one of the shows, um, they actually opened Five Finger with Tommy Vex singing, and it freaked a bunch of people out. Because they thought, again, that Ivan had oh, fallen yeah, off the bandwagon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And then Ivan came up behind him after and was like, oh. So they kind of threw So what some... you're saying is, is he's a dirty, drunken asshole. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Westfield Massacre and frontman Tommy Vex had officially parted ways. Uh, vocalist Sheen Nicholas. Or Nichols, sorry. Uh, Ex-Choir Riot. Figure that shit out. Uh, has been since uh, with Westfield Massacre to replace him, uh, and honestly, hasn't put out anything else since. Uh, so Vex then launched the newest band called Bad Wolves, and uh, the reason that um, Westfield Massacre kind of broke, uh, they issued the following statement: We are committed to fulfilling our all obligations and promises we've made to our fans. We have secured the legal rights to perform and do business as Westfield Massacre. Unfortunately, it is not easy for our fans to understand the internal workings of a band. So they kind of made light of the fact that he was leaving. <clears throat> so, 2016 rolls around, going back to Bad Wolves, with the former Devil, Devil Driver drummer, fucking tongue twister if I've ever heard one, uh, John Boeklin, uh guitarist Doc Coyle of Vegas Nerve and God Forbid, and Chris Kane, Bury Your Dead, and they later acquired the bassist Kyle... Con Keel, formerly of In This Moment. So it's, I guess Bad Wolves is technically a supergroup, in all fairness. Um, let's see. You have to cut this out because I'm thinking. Well, let me interject. Yep, go ahead. I had this article, mm-hmm. I had this uh, I had this saved, and um, it's actually talking about Bad Wolves. Okay. Bad Wolves compared, the, compared themselves to Nickelback, wouldn't mind just being the zombie band. Okay. So, so, how is it that 
in this realm, everyone loves to talk shit about them, but when you go to the show, it's sold out. Explains That's been a point. That's yeah. been a talking point for a while. With a rise of fame that literally took about six months flat, listeners are concerned that Bad Wolves are just the breeding of another one-hit wonder. What does the band have to say in response? That's fine. <laughs> California Rockers Bad Wolves were skyrocketed to fame after the cover of the Cranberries hit song uh, Zombie earned rock radio play across the country. Nothing, ach- nothing achievements like a huge opening slot on tour with Rock Titans, Breaking Benjamin, and Five Million Death Punch. The band has their eyes set on everything from another hit to a documentary. It's funny because uh, one of the interviews he opens because he kind of introduces himself. He's like, this is Tommy Vex of Bad Wolves. And he goes, you probably hate our radio songs, but you'll like the rest of them. Quote, unquote, I'll say this. It's better to be the zombie band than the band that no one's ever heard of. So it's better to be known for something other than nothing. He jokes. That's fair. You know, what's actually really interesting about, like, the zombie cover, I remember when this, like, first came out, like, um, and her name is going to escape me also. Diamante? But she was uh, the original singer for the Cranberries. Oh, I'm sorry. Dolores. 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 Dolores you were thinking Thank you. Else. Thank you, guys. I'm horrible with names. She was actually meant to record vocals on this track with them. Are you going to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me stop. Sure am. Uh, so this album comes out. Um, uh, Disobey, May 11th. Uh, started with the two singles, Learn to Live, which is actually really good. Um, the other one was uh, Toast. Uh, was it Ghostest with the to- Toastest with the Ghostest, which was just weird. It's a weird, weird name. Uh, but they signed with Eleven Seven Music with Zoltan a Bathory. A five-finger death punch. So he has his own. He's technically the band manager now. Fun fact. So, um, fun fact about this album, and I want to bring this up. Um, I'll have him explain it. But there's a song on it, track six, called Remember When. Very good song. It's about his near-death experience. And I have the interview here, and you'll ex- he'll, he'll explain how he almost died. So remember when is a song about my relationship with my twin brother and um, we both went took separate directions in life and I wound up, you know, doing music and getting sober and, you know, he got, he, he stayed involved as a drug dealer and became addicted to drugs and uh, in 2010 he, he um, broke into my apartment and uh, I came home to a home invasion and he struck me with a crowbar, fractured my skull, broke my arm and uh, beat me up till my spleen burst and uh, you know, I was rushed to the hospital and, and um, you know, I, I, I died. And it was like a thing, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy. And, you know, through all that, you know, he, he wound up going to jail and he's, he's, uh, he got 17 years for attempted murder. And then the process of healing uh, has kind of been, you know, what happened between our relationship has a lot, a very heavy hand in how I became a sober companion. And I think that I found a job that by being of service to other people's families, if I was able to help them heal, it helped me heal a little bit each, every single time I could help somebody else because ultimately it's like I could never save him. So it's kind of the, the story behind it and that was kind of his near death experience. It's kind of a tragic one. I mean, <clears throat> your brother 
your twin brother literally tried to kill you. You know what I mean? That's one of those unfortunate things. Um, but, I mean, he's nine years sober now. He's a sober companion, like you said. He helps, tries to help people who have, you know, the addiction and stuff like that, which is cool that he gives back to everyone. Um, and the, the last big thing about them that I want to point out, and most people know this by now, but, um, so with the, uh, the, zo the song Zombie, um, let's see, in... At the date I do not have, unfortunately. But um, there's show, there's sold out show at uh, the Garmercy Theater in New York City. Um, they actually they gifted a 250,000 donation to the family of the late Dolores. Oh, how do you say it, Jason? Oh, oh, Rio, her last name? Riordan, I think. Okay. Um, so obviously, front woman of the cranberries. Um, they gave it to. Uh, I was trying to say the donation was accepted by their sons, Donnie Jr. and Taylor Burton, along with their uh, father, Don Burton, on behalf of all of her children. So that was, a, so the, I guess uh, in the interview he was talking about it, and um, that's just the, this quarter, that's how much they made in that song, this quarter, which is a 2,500, or sorry, 250. So they actually want to push for a million by the end of the year, and that's, that's their plan give that back to the family and he pointed out that um let's see actually i have the um quote right here our uh, sadness this day dolores passed was nothing compared to that of her children and her family in light of the tragedy uh donating her proceeds to her children was the only thing that made sense uh, he also commented on the significance of the uh, success of the cover stating uh the kids who are hearing the song uh through bad wolves for the first time it's a true testament to the timelessness of their mother's songwriting that will live on forever. And we are so grateful to be able to do this. And it's true, though. It's mind-boggling to think that, like, they recorded that song, like, the morning of, like, her being yeah. found. Yep, like, I'll she, actually, was, um, she was supposed to be there. Yep, I'll actually uh, play the... This is a clip where uh, the guy asked about this whole situation with that. was, uh, you know, scramble behind the scenes. Cause that's, I'm from not mistaken, it was about a month between her passing and the song coming out, and I was wondering if that's uh, how long it took to, you know, get the song out there, or was there hesitation, was there a back and forth? Um, no, I mean the song that we had, uh, it was it was already finished. I sent the song through Dan Wade, who he's here actually. He works at our UK office. Um, he's a family friend of Dolores for over 20, 25 years, and. We literally sent the finished mix song for her approval because I was insecure about it being on the album. And this was in uh, last December at Wembley Arena. I was I was doing press in the UK and I was I joined Five Finger Death Punch on stage that night and I met Dan and subsequently he sent it to her the next day. I flew home and it was like two days before Christmas and, and by the time it was the 20th, December 26th, he called and said, you're never gonna believe this, she wants to sing on it. And two weeks later, she was in the studio, she was scheduled to be in the studio when I phoned to London and everyone knows she passed away um, late the night before she was scheduled to come record. And so yeah, literally the night before they were supposed to come down. That's fucked up. Right, isn't it? Like, so fucked up. Yeah. So I, I feel like they did the right thing 
to still release this because at first Tommy was like I'm, I, I don't feel right releasing it like I, I can't but then I think it was right that they released in a way that could help the family aside for the song you, it makes you wonder like what what was her mindset at the time it's like oh like I'm in I want to be like a part of this and then at the same time like she like the inner turmoil and like that's terrifying mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying um, but I, I kind of going back to what he said that, um, you know, when they hear the song through, you know, Bad Wolves, which my nine year old, she loves the song, doesn't didn't realize that it's very good. You know what I mean? Didn't even realize that it was the original song until I brought it up to it. But it's still connected as if it did back then. <coughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, that I mean, it's I, very good because it actually it encompasses like the. Uh, like the the heart of like the original right like we do a cover version of that song which is like a more heavy like a little like more punky i feel a little punky like Mm -hmm. a little punky a little heavier like version of it but like that actually like kind of encompasses like the the original and like the soul of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i mean this guy is i mean through the multiple bands um, the turmoil between his brother is very interesting and a very talented individual. I mean, his vocal work is great. Um, Bed Wolves alone, I mean, the, the album itself is really good. I mean, Westfield Massacre is really good. Divine Harris is really good. And he's all been he's always been in good stuff. Like he's never had really any down. He has the vibe. Like he he actually fit in with like a Dino Cavalera's right. band because like Fear Factory obviously like has. Like the heavy, like deep guitar with like the, the industrial the crazy, the, the crazy industrialness, mm-hmm. but like a very strong like vocalist. Like he really fit like that bill. So if you listen to like original Divine Heresy, which I want to say he only did one album with Divine Heresy. I believe so. I don't think before they moved cycle. on to yeah. yeah. So, but failed creation. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Like I, I just I stumbled on that like one night. Like it was like two a.m. Like one night, I'm just like, mm, I'm just let me search for some. And like, like all of a sudden, like Divine Heresy, like a video came up. It's like, what, what the fuck is this? Like these guys are like, like his, he's awesome. And um, back to the interview a little bit. They were talking about the newest album because when you listen to like the two popular songs, you have you know, zombie and stuff like that. And there's another one I don't remember off the top of my head, but they're both like kind of radio-ish. But then if you like start the album, it's almost like an El Nino kind of thing. But if you get the album and you listen to the first two songs, it just punches you right in the face. Like they took the, the, um, ver- what the hell's the word I'm looking for? Versatility. Yep. They, they wanted that. They wanted to be like, well, we can do this and we can do this, or we can make it work all in one album. So it can kind of a little bit to everyone. Yeah, overall, I mean, he's a very interesting individual. Um, great stories, and I mean, he's he's done great things, you know, with between being, you know, um, the sober companion, um, the whole thing with you know Dolores and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's great what they do. And that is my person of biography for and you. if you uh, follow them on the social media they are asking the fans what the next cover song should be oh very interesting so bad wolves is leaving it up to the public that'd be cool yeah there's only like three thousand 
comments. I'm sure. <laughs> that thread. I'm so, sure. I mean, by all means, have a, have a, have a ball getting it. Jay, you still with us, bud? I am. That a kid. That away, boy. All right, man. Nice job. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Leads us right into this. Alright, so we have at least one beer to review today, and I think we have a we have one beer, one, one scotch, <laughs> one 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 bourbon, one bourbon, mm-hmm. <laughs> one beer. We did it backwards, but it's fine. I'll start. Okay. So I um the the, uh, the brewery that I went with today is out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. These guys are a great rhythm brewing company. I went with the Tropical Haze American IPA. It is a 6.8% volume, which is very, very delectable. Um, it is an IPA. It's very hazy. It's, um, it's not overly hoppy, which I enjoy that with my IPAs. Uh... You know, it's very tough because I've been very, like, positive with, like, all my beers lately. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, a good thing, or, like, whatever. Probably a good thing. You don't want to drink bad beer. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to drink bad beer. This is a pretty goddamn good beer. As far as, like, IPAs go, as far as IPAs go, like I said, it's it's American. So it's, like, a little more, like, I want to, like, compare it to, like, a juicy IPA. Like, when they, so when they go, like, the, trop, the tropical IPA, like, it's a little more, like, the juicy end. Like kind of when we like talked to Wachusa Brewing Company and we had like the juicy like Wally yep. like and Wally Junior. Um. Overall, it's a four. It's a four, four for me. Nice. Four out of six. Like, yeah, it's great. And it does it doesn't burn a hole in your wallet, which I which I enjoy. Like, <laughs> that's I got, nice. I got I got a six pack for like nine bucks. That's, I appreciate that. Like that's one awesome. beer in a normal. That's awesome. Six pack. So Great Rhythm Brewing Company, Tropical IPA, Tropical Haze, American IPA. Yeah, four. Nice. I I actually talked about this a little bit last episode, um, but when I went to the Shoba Winery, uh, I had the Elephant Heart, which is a grape brandy. Um, So I'll read the description from the actual winery website so you have an idea. So um, the Elephant Heart, is a, it's a natural grape brandy, so it's made by fermenting grapes, because they are technically a winery. Um, so in my mind, this, this is almost like if you mixed a bourbon and a wine, because it has that kind of like... If that has the alcohol content of a, of a bourbon, but it tastes mm, like wine... 20.5. Yeah, see, that's, that's dangerous as fuck. Because mm-hmm, it tastes like Kool-Aid. Um, you can drink that like mm-hmm. a wine. Mm-hmm. But it's 20% alcohol by volume, so it's going to, like, kick you in the face. Uh, so the name actually comes from uh, one of the varieties of plums grown at their orchard, which is the elephant heart. Uh, it's youthful, super complex aromas of plum and chocolate, plus an ineffable mineral element. 
It's a wonderful penetrating sweetness in the mouth. Dense, thick, very intensely flavored. I would just like to add, if I've if I've slurred any words today... <laughs> this is it probably because of, because of me. because of Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be driving this evening. Well done. Driving Connie crazy. Oh, I will... Well, that, well, that's a given. Oh, that's in your contract? I will, <laughs> I will be walking up said stairs to drive. Like Connie. the exorcist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Upside down, backwards. Grab walk, grab yeah, walk. right. Oh, no, this this is actually, honestly, this is probably one of the, my favorite brainies I've ever had because it's got a little flavor to it. It doesn't kill you. Like, in the backness, it's not super, like, burny, burny. Um, I, this is technically my second bottle. Um, I can easily put this on ice and just kind of sit outside. This has been nice out. The puppy running around and drink this. Anthony brought this in and said it was, like, a bourbon. He poured, like, a couple of, like, fingers. And like a hand. <laughs> You drink it, it's like, uh, what? The rest that, is history. It's like, that shit's dangerous. I'm going to give it a six. Yeah. In the spirit Ooh. department. Probably rightfully so. All right, people. Unless Jay has oh, any final man. thoughts for you. Jay, have you have you, um, have you uh, put together your thesis yet? No. My thesis? No. No. But it, it, interesting that science uh, takes time. There wasn't a whole lot time. of emotion involved in it. So it's horror. You guys about. only used emotion several times. He's gonna put. Is, he's gonna yeah, put it through the machine. So what can we look forward to in like future episodes? Are we gonna break down the emotions that you've recorded today? Well, what I may do is I may break this down even more and like pick some songs. Because the artists, Ooh. Ooh. the artists aren't getting the responses that you would normally like assume with what we're talking about in terms of like people reacting to songs, whether it be for whatever reason. All right. You know. All right. So now I'm interested because just go by artist that wasn't enough to kind of be like, I hate them, or like, uh, uh, Drunk. So now I wonder if, if I feel like we, more songs I see, I, I didn't will feel have like we, that I didn't feel like the song. I hate them comment came up that much. No, maybe, no, 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 and that's, that was interesting to me. Hmm. I expected a lot more. Plus, I hate them is three words, so we couldn't use any. Jay, I'm just curious. Are you ever going to join us again in person, or will we just do this on the phone from now on? I'll be there. I mean, at some point, once I can actually like right. afford to leave my house when I'm not. Okay, you know. so Jay's go is going to join us in person Maybe eventually. At some point. Anything some else point. for the people, Marcus? No, I'm cool. Now you good? You know where to find us. Do they? I think so, but by Why now. Why don't you tell the people where they'll find us? I'm not going to hold their hand. I ain't no silver spoon for their mouth. Okay, it's H-M-O-A-6-P-A-C-K. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Email us directly. Or indirectly. Messenger pigeons are also acceptable. Or Honestly, just go to our go to our webpage. If they're listening HMOA to us, I think they don't care about us. Make sure it's the net. 
Com works. Com I mean, gets, kind, his, com yeah, gets you there. This would be the cool way, though. But net is awesome. It's like a secret passage. Net, you get like anti D picks. Q, Zelda. <laughs> passage. Blowy up, he said. With that being said, like, share, listen, repeat. And goodbye. See ya. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time. wanted to say an extra thank you for uh, for tuning into episode 56 if you haven't done so already please go to whatever platform that you're consuming us on and leave us a review uh one star three star five star whatever it is honest reviews will help uh future listeners and uh future audience members and also support the cause go to patreon.com forward slash hmoa number six p-a-c-k the heavy metal over a six-pack podcast patreon account and become a subscriber, a follower, and a donator. Keep the uh, keep the show rolling on with uh, with a little help from you. It uh, doesn't take doesn't take much, but every little bit helps, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again, guys, for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next time.